0: This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Gusto, online payroll and benefits service built for modern small businesses. And keep listening, I'm going to tell you how to get three months free. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. and my guest today is Alan Dib. He is a serial entrepreneur, rebellious marketing marketer. This is I'm reading this right off of his website. And the number one best selling author of the one page marketing plan. Get new customers, make more money, and stand out from the crowd. So Alan, welcome to Duct Tape Marketing.
1: Hey, John. Pleasure to be on. So
0: you know, every time I go look at my book, you know, Duct Tape Marketing on Amazon or something, I see the one page marketing plan, you know, <laughs> right next to it being recommended. I think it's, a, uh, it's it floors me as to how it's taken so long to get you on my show.
1: Yeah, yeah, indeed. Indeed. It's a pleasure to connect, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Still, uh, I see your book everywhere as well. It's uh, <laughs> it's It's what we consider one of our cousin books.
0: Yeah. 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 That's right. So, so you clearly have an opinion about what a marketing plan should be, uh, given that that's the title of your book, but, uh, let's maybe start with for people that I I don't think anybody doesn't fundamentally know what a marketing plan is, but for people who don't understand what, uh, what it is or how they might use it, let's just start there. What is a marketing plan?
1: Yeah, look, uh, what I found is that anywhere where the stakes are high, you need to have a plan. Um, So, you know, pilots have a flight plan, the military Mm -hmm. has a military operations plan, and, you know, you wouldn't want to step on a plane where the pilots had said, look, forget about the plan, we know know how to get there, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, and I think the exact same thing is true of business, where uh, you need to have a plan on the most important part of your business, where Uh, which is how are we going to get new clients in the door? You know, that's literally the most important part of any business. And I found, uh, although many people might agree that that a plan for that is a good idea, very few people actually have one in place. And so uh, part of uh, me creating the one-page marketing planning process was uh, how do we create in a very simple, structured manner, that someone can put together a plan in 20 or 30 minutes um, with very little prior experience. And so that was really the problem I was wanting to solve. And I was wanting to solve it out of necessity because a lot of the clients that I were coaching, um, I was pushing them to put together a marketing plan and um, and they were pushing back, you know, too hard, too difficult, too expensive, don't know what to do, don't know where to start. And so uh, really it, uh, in answer to your question, it's uh, it answers the question, how do we get new clients, new leads, new prospects in the door? That's essentially what a marketing plan is.
0: Yeah. And, and I think um, I think a lot of people, some of the pushback you were talking about is because, I mean, there are books and software programs and things that, you know, go mm-hmm. into all the various university courses, you know, taught on you yeah. know all the various aspects of a, of a marketing plan. I think a lot of people think about this 50 page document that really doesn't help them kind of it's sort of an academic exercise. And I think that that's probably why people say, oh, I don't need that or I don't want to do that
1: exactly right Uh, and i found that in my very first business my very first business was an it managed service provider and i hired someone to help me put together a business plan and a marketing plan that's exactly what i had i had a 75 page document had charts graphs projections the three p's or the five p's however many many p's and all of that and uh guess what i did with that document i mean yeah, it's uh, still, I still in a drawer it.
0: somewhere honestly. yeah <laughs> i
1: put it put it in the top drawer of my desk never saw it again until i was moving out of that office a couple of years later and i sort of you know took it out dusted it off and threw it in the trash and you know it wasn't a practical plan that i could actually use
0: so i guess we better unpack them the, the one page marketing plan there's an aspect of it obviously that's obvious it's on one page yes. uh, but um but you know, can I maybe unpack the various elements that are going on that one page, and and we'll have a link to, uh, um, to your site in the show notes because I know you have you give away that uh, kind of free template page. Yep. So yep. Um, uh, so go ahead and un- unpack kind of your thinking on uh, what goes on this one page or how you how you get this down to one page.
1: Yeah so if if people are visualizing the uh, one page marketing plan template it's essentially a single uh, sheet of paper split up into nine blocks so three blocks of three and the first block of three and, and For anyone who wants to download a free copy, it's just at my website, successwise.com, so you can have it in front of you there. But uh, if you're driving or not in a position to to see it, um, if you visualize three blocks of three, the first block of three is what we call the before phase. And the before phase is all about uh, getting attention, getting somebody's attention so that they know that you exist. And so that includes selecting your target market appropriately, uh, having a very uh, targeted message for that target market. and then reaching them with advertising media. So at the end of that first phase, we want people to essentially raise their hand and say, look, I'm vaguely interested in what you've got to offer. And when I say raise their hand, um, I mean, you know, it might be opting in on a on an opt-in form, it might be clicking through to your ad, it might be phoning into your office, whatever responding to you might mean. Uh,
0: go, go ahead. Yeah, I, I assumed you were going to talk about but, uh, row number two, which is yeah, the during phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And then we move into into row number two, which is the during phase. In the during phase, uh, we want to capture those leads. So people who've raised their hand, we want to capture those leads, whether it be on our email list or phone database or whatever else. We want to nurture those leads over time, uh, for so that they're ready to to buy when they are ready, and then ultimately we want to lead them through to sales conversion. So we want to turn them from being someone who's vaguely interested into someone who's purchased from us for the first time. And so a lot of people believe marketing ends there. So... um, you know, hey, uh, we've got someone who's bought from us. They've know know who uh, who we are, and the marketing's ended there. And I think nothing could be further from the truth. Um, the real money is made in the after phase, and that's where we uh, get uh, deliver a world class experience we uh, increase customer lifetime value, and then ultimately we create people who will uh, refer new business to us over time. So they're essentially the the three phases. And so the after phase is really where the money is made and a a lot of people don't recognize that as being part of the marketing process.
0: Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. About ten years ago, twelve years ago, maybe fifteen years ago, mm. <laughs> time flies. Um, I created something I call the marketing hourglass, and it was really to kind of uh, it, um, hit on that idea that that there is still a funnelish aspect, but it's you know then like the shape of an hourglass, it spreads back out again. You know, mm. once you get that person to be a customer, and I think, um, I think, I think people are waking up to that idea, but uh, still, people think about marketing as how do I get the click? So while I'm, I'm. A huge fan of simplicity, um, and and I think that's probably been a real attraction and why so many people have picked up your book. Um, there have been books written on each of these boxes.
1: <laughs> oh no doubt. Um, no yeah.
0: doubt. <laughs> so so how do you? What do you say that person says? Okay, my target market. Sure, it's anybody who needs their taxes done, or anybody who has a house and and you know wants to remodel their house. I mean, again, I'm just making up um, uh, fake businesses here, but you know, how do they start? figuring out who their target market is, what the message is that they should be using (laughs) instead of,
1: you know, buy from us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, you're absolutely right. Each one of those squares could be their own book and and, um, potentially in the future they will be their their own book. But um, uh, having said that, um, you really need to start with your target market. It informs almost everything that you're going to do. So uh, it's going to underpin your message. It's going to underpin the media that you use. It's going to be a real critical linchpin. And so uh, it's kind of counterintuitive. A lot of people say, hey, my target market is everybody, right? Anyone who needs a home renovation, anyone who needs a lawyer, doctor butcher baker candlestick maker whatever else Uh, um, and it's often because small businesses are trying to cast uh, the net wide So they're they're trying to get anybody and everybody. The problem is um, when you do that, you're essentially targeting no one. No one is going to look at your ad and say, hey, that's for me, when you list a a big, long laundry list of products and services. Uh, I suspect if you look into your own uh, search history, John, and if the listener thinks about their own search history, it's very specific, the things that you're typing into Google. You're not typing in, Marketing. You're typing yeah, in right. uh, marketing plan, or, or how do how do I put together a marketing plan, or even more specific uh, than that. Um, so it's highly likely you're typing in very very specific things. It's because when you're looking for a specific product or service, you're you have very specific needs. Like it's highly unlikely you're going to type in car into mm-hmm. uh, a, a search engine. You're going to type in BMW 335 model year. 2018 or something like that Um, so you're looking for something specific I, I saw that very recently when my wife injured her knee I saw her on her iPad and she types in knee specialist and then the area where we live, right? So although a general doctor may have been able to help her, she wasn't looking for a general doctor, she was looking for a specialist. And the same is true of your target market. They're looking for someone who does wedding photography, not necessarily a photographer who does weddings, portraits, um, and 20 other types of uh, photography, even though technically they may be quite similar to to do, um, they're looking for someone who's a specialist in wedding photography. So. So that's what what we want to do, and we really want to find that niche that's an inch wide and a mile deep.
0: So, how do you find that people are? So, so obviously, I mean, yes, it goes on one page, but the research for for, for accurately filling out one of these boxes, you know, may be a journey that takes you uh, months. Would that, I mean, potentially, or at least some trial and error?
1: Potentially, uh, I don't. It's not designed for it to take months. It's designed for you to be able to do your with the information that you've got to -hmm. do your very best to put together a plan so that you've got a plan now having said that because it's a single page it's not designed to be a static plan it's designed to be a, a plan that can be updated at any time when you've got new and better information so I update my my own one page marketing plan over time as as I've as I use new messages that land better with my audience. I'll update my marketing plan as I move into different target markets. Then I'll update my marketing plan. So it's designed to be a living document. It's not a once and done. It's hey, we can update this at any time, and that's the beauty of it. Because like if it's seventy five pages long, we're going to need to have a three day retreat to update that plan. Whereas here we we can make a pivot at any time that we've got new and better information. And so it's designed to be a living document. So it's designed to be something that you can fill in now and update over time as you see fit.
0: And now let's hear from this week's sponsor. Look, paydays are great, but running payroll, calculating taxes, deductions, compliance, that's not easy, unless of course you have Gusto. Gusto is simple online payroll and benefits built just for small businesses. Gusto automatically files your payroll taxes and directly deposits your team's pay. Plus, you can offer all kinds of other benefits, 401ks, health insurance, workers' comp, and more. And because you're a listener to this show, you're going to get three months free once you run your first payroll. So go to Gusto slash tape. That's Gusto slash T-A-P-E and tell them John sent you. So what, um, let's talk about a couple of the, of the, some examples of what might go into so, something. I mean, because my lead nurturing system, I mean, that um, is, is obviously a lot of marketers know what that is uh, today, yeah. a lot of uh, uh, information out there. But when you're working with just a, a typical small business owner, you know, how do you get them to think about lead nurturing even as a system?
1: Yeah, lead nurturing is a really interesting one uh, because this I find is what separates the really sophisticated marketers from the people who are really kind of just doing the one shot kind of marketing and hoping and praying things are are working. So at any one time there's probably about 3% of your addressable market that are ready to buy right now. So I mean, it varies from industry to industry, but roughly if we throw throw out a number, it's about 3%. And everybody is fighting for that 3%. All the ads uh, are being sold to target those 3%. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. We want to target the immediate buyers. But there's a further 7% that are very, very open to buying. You know, maybe they need a few questions answered or that they need some, some help on their journey. And there's a Further 30% that are really open to buying, but not right now. So maybe they're ready in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, a year, two years' time. And so the sophisticated marketers know how to nurture those people over time. Uh, Typically, most businesses see those people as tire kickers. They're, hey, why are you wasting my time if you're not ready to buy buy today? And so they ignore them. And that's a massive missed opportunity because those are people that you can enter into a conversation in and a dialogue with that are going to mature over time. They're going to be your pipeline of future Business And if you can engage a conversation with them, if you can be helpful to them, if you can provide value uh, with them over time, you're gonna be in pole position for them to do business with you when they are ready to buy. And so that nurturing can take many forms. Uh, typically, it could be uh, where you sign them up to a mailing list, provide them value over time, educate them, take them through the, the buying journey and so that they, they understand uh, how you're different and why you are you might be better than the competition. Uh, but most importantly, you're taking an education role so that you can be viewed as a trusted advisor rather than just someone who's shouting, hey, buy my stuff.
0: Yeah, so so um, I want to get a little into, you know, you've been doing this work for a while, and I want to get into a little bit of how you've seen it change. But let's hit another one of those boxes. Um, this is one that, that, you know, I've worked with lots and lots of businesses around the topic of referrals. And this is one that, uh, even though so many businesses get, especially small businesses, get the majority of their business by word of mouth or referral. So few of them are good at at you use the word orchestrating or stimulating. Yes. You know, yes. it, it yeah. just kind of is like the happy accident, you know, as opposed yes. to something they plan. So, what are some of the the what, what, are, what do you advise small business owners as some tactics they should be employing in that box?
1: Yes, and I purposely use the words orchestrating and stimulating because a lot of people feel mm-hmm. referrals is a passive process where you right. kind of hope and pray for referrals. And if you get them, then then great. Um, but typically you don't. Um, so uh, first of all, I think there's a change of psychology ne- needed there. If you think about why do people refer new business to anyone really so if you think about john the last time you referred someone to a restaurant or a movie what were your motivations were you trying to do a favor to the restaurant or movie movie chain probably not you 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 probably had a good time and you thought hey my friend here um they'd really enjoy that movie or they'd really enjoy that restaurant and so uh, your motivation was that you wanted your friend to have a good time and you wanted kind of the good vibes coming back where they came back and said, hey, John, what a great referral. I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. Um, So people are doing uh, referrals primarily uh, selfishly. And so you need to understand that they're not there doing you a favor, unless it's your friend or someone like that. But Primarily, people are, are creating referrals on a selfish basis. And so, you need to be able to create tools and arm them with something that they can give someone who is kind of interested, but not right now, because we know it's highly unlikely that somebody's going to refer you know give you someone's phone number or give you their email address and say hey contact that person unless they are 100% sure that they're ready to buy right now because you don't want to subject your friend to a sales uh, call and and all the pressure and all of that sort of thing so unless you were 100% sure that I could help your friend you probably won't make that referral but you might pass on something that I've created an asset that I've created so I might send you some books and you might pass on hey here's Alan's book the one-page marketing plan I think this would help you. And so that does two things. First of all, it makes you look good because you're passing something of value to your friend, but also doesn't create that scenario where now they're under sales pressure. They have to make a decision or, or they're going to be pushed by a salesperson. So the short of it is can you arm your referral network with something that they can pass on of value that will make them look good not just you look good something that you know it could be a book it could be a report it could be uh, a video series it could be whatever else it could be a coupon something that will make you look good in the, in the process and also them
0: yeah. I've also, I think a lot of people, you talk about that idea of passing an asset along. And I think a lot of people think just like to a client or something like that. Um, I've over the years um, had tremendous success with going to a strategic partner and saying, mm-hmm. you know, back before we all had eBooks, yeah. um, you, know, yeah. um, you know, I would go to software companies and say, Hey, I've got this great marketing eBook and you've got lots of small businesses as your clients, you know, want to co-brand it. Um, and that was a, a, a very similar thing. I was doing them a favor because they knew they should be producing content. So, yeah, so don't don't underestimate those those other businesses out there that you could partner with that essentially are going to refer you.
1: Exactly, exactly. So you're helping them solve a problem, and you're making them look good to their customer exactly, base.
0: Exactly. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how um, you've seen. I, I mean, we can start with this year. You know, 2020's obviously been a crazy year uh, yeah. all around. Uh, certainly, there's been tons of chatter about what to do in marketing, how to market in this kind of environment, I'm curious if you have any take on, you know, should marketers uh, be doing something completely different now or should they, you know, how, how, how are you finding that people are, you know, maybe updating their one page marketing plans because of where we find ourselves in the Mm. fall of 2020?
1: Yeah, there's, there's a few, few things. Um, First of all, bringing forward any digital or virtual initiatives. Um, So a lot of companies have had on their radar, hey, one day we're gonna launch a membership program, one day we're gonna launch virtual delivery and all of that. And now obviously by necessity, uh, they're needing to do that. But the other thing I think, uh, this pandemic um, is showing us that this is a great time to be helpful and build your audience. So um, so what we did, for example, we brought forward one of our membership products and we reduced the price by like 90% because we wanted to make it accessible to as many people uh, as possible. So we wanted to be helpful, but at the same time, obviously, selfishly to build our audience. Now, the other thing I think from a messaging point of view we do need to kind of change our messaging. We need to, uh, we can't be tone deaf. So we need to acknowledge what's going on. There there is uh, a lot of people suffering right now. So (laughs) we want to probably tone down things that we, the fear that we might use in a marketing perspective, because there's enough fear out there. We don't want to really add to it. Um, We we don't want to be tone deaf. So we want to acknowledge what's going on in our copy, in our messaging. Uh, But I think uh, one of the questions I often get, is it okay to be selling in this environment? And the answer is, of course, yes. If you if you do something that's going to help your audience, you have an obligation to be selling to them right now. But you might change up the offer to suit. You might change some of the pricing, the packaging, the delivery method, some of the way that you're messaging. But absolutely, this is a time to to really help uh, people who are out there with what you've got to offer.
0: So here's the really tough question. You're a day ahead of me. And so um, I'm wondering if you can, uh, uh, as we're recording this, I'm wondering if you can tell me who is going to win the presidential election in the United States.
1: I have no idea. I've been it's, wrong. It's not been,
0: printed, it's not been printed in your newspapers yet.
1: No, um, it's not been printed in our <laughs> newspapers. So I've been wrong many times more than I've been right. So uh, I won't even try.
0: <laughs> so, in, in addition to the book, uh, the one-page marketing plan, you also have uh, courses and uh, a certification program. So you you actually teach people how to how to use your system with uh, with their small business clients.
1: Correct. Uh, correct. So, you know, if someone wants to be uh, come, uh,
0: find out more about that.
1: Yeah. So it's uh, all the info is on our website, successwise.com. The book is available on audio. It's a very popular format for for the book. So if you prefer listening rather than reading the one page marketing plans out there on, on audible. Um, and of course, yeah, uh, on successwise.com, you can learn about our certification, coaching, membership products, all, all of those sorts of things. If you'd like to engage further.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, uh, Alan, for stopping by the uh, duct tape marketing podcast and if things go wrong and, uh, in our election. I, I may be, I may be moving to New Zealand or Australia or
1: something. Well, we'll welcome you with open arms, John. (laughs) Be well. Thank you. Bye.